And we just thank you, Father. We bless you. We exalt you. Now, Father, I ask that you break open the bread of life for your people here today. And, Lord, we just thank you for allowing us to uh, receive your word, be healed, uh, be encouraged, and be blessed. Be blessed. And, Father, we thank and praise you, and we give you all the honor and glory. In Jesus' name, Holy Spirit, you are always welcome in this place. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. We just want to welcome the people who are live streaming today. Amen. Praise God. We don't want to leave you out. Amen. So we're going to talk about the supernatural church. Hallelujah. Praise God. The church uh, has been pretty much, and I hate to say this, but it's true, operating in carnality. Amen. You agree? Operating in carnality, amen. You know, it's it's no uh, walk or a higher walk with God. Everything is is on a lower plane. But I believe God is raising us up in this hour. This is the hour of the supernatural church, amen. You know, the supernatural church is a warring church. Let's get that straight right now. I mean, the supernatural church doesn't wait for the devil to come messing with them. They go and they find the devil. And they they defend those who are being attacked by the devil. Amen. No compromising. No no sitting on the fence. Amen. Hallelujah. Not no more being halted between two opinions. Hallelujah. But the supernatural church stands for righteousness, peace love and walks in love amen we must walk in love walk in the spirit of god hallelujah the the supernatural church is full of the spirit and walk in the spirit you can't walk in the spirit if you're not full of the spirit amen a lot of people try but you can't do it hallelujah those who have forgiven others and walk in love lives in faith hallelujah The supernatural church wages war on the enemy, hallelujah, and holds him at bay. We don't compromise. We don't just accept things the way they are. But we fight, amen? We war, we fight. We war in the spirit. We don't fight flesh and blood. But we know that our fight is not with with man, but it's with Uh, principalities and powers and rulers of wickedness in high places so we wage war in the heavenlies you know just to prove that there is a war going on in the heavenlies especially right now i've talked to a lot of people that recently went on plane rides uh kelly cruz was one of them and she said the ride was so turbulent she just you know didn't think she was going to make it back it was that bad And I know Bridget went to Washington a a few days ago, and she said it was a bumpy ride from beginning to end. She got there good, but coming back. And Kelly's thing was coming back. And so the enemy is waging war on us, so why don't we fight back? Amen. But the, the heavenlies, there's war in the heavenlies. And so there's nothing we can do to not, uh, well, let me let me say it like this. It's happening anyway. So why not join the fight? Amen. Because we are victorious. We have won this. You know, the Bible says that we have the enemy under our feet. He's been placed under our feet. 
but it's our job to keep him there amen and not just hold him at bay but annihilate him hallelujah we want to hit the target and we want to win we want to we want to make him cease to exist because that's what he's trying to do to us he's trying to kill us every day amen he goes before the throne of god criticizing us you know talking about us complaining about us telling god that we won't hang in there we're gonna quit we can't do this you know so what we need to do is learn to fight back amen walking in the spirit hallelujah is a way of walking above circumstances amen walking above circumstances hallelujah we're a heavenly generation that uh, are prepared to go to the harvest i should say we are a harvesting generation amen (laughs) amen a harvesting generation and we are ready to do whatever it is that we need to do to bring heaven right here on earth amen but there's an evil one that we have to uh to take down and keep him under our feet a warring church is a supernatural church they live in faith i should say we live in faith we walk in faith amen and we don't fear we don't shrug back and we don't compromise amen the bible tells us in roman 12 1 and 2 to not be conformed to this world you can turn there because i'm going i want to read uh verse number three not to be conformed to this world but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind so if you cannot uh live above the natural realm or live above carnality you won't be much of a warring church amen hallelujah and so it says let's go into uh, romans 12 1 it says i beseech you therefore brethren by the mercies of god that you present your bodies as living sacrifices holy and acceptable to god and it says this is your reasonable service and so we're to be holy and acceptable to god amen by presenting our bodies as a living sacrifice and so that means that we don't disrespect our our bodies you know we carry ourselves in a way that's pleasing to god amen and so we have to do this just so we'll place ourselves above the natural realm and what's going on in the world we don't want to receive what the world is doing amen we don't want to conform to the world oh let me finish reading in verse 2 it says and do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of god what is the good and perfect that word transform means new ideas new attitudes so we can't be stuck in the old we can't operate out of our old man our old uh what is that man called creation man but we're to operate in the new man out of our new creation man amen where we forgiven we walk in love we know that uh, our sins are forgiven and we don't live in the remembrance of our sin but we press on amen to to a higher standard to a higher level of understanding to a higher level of living amen 
and petty's pettiness is not a part of how we live anymore praise god and so we offer our bodies up it's a reasonable service we're to live holy and acceptable unto god amen and it's not something that god is asking us to do that's too much or too hard it's reasonable a reasonable service verse 3 says for i say through the grace given to me to everyone who is among you not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think just because you live highly higher you rise above doesn't mean that you're more highly amen hallelujah because see that then you get into pride it says but think soberly think soberly as god has dealt to each man the measure of faith amen the measure of faith and so we have the measure of faith we have what it takes to live in a way that pleases god holy and acceptable unto the lord hallelujah so that word supernatural i want to give you the definition of that is the divine intervention that's my definition divine intervention it also means manifestation or force beyond understanding natural laws so in other words the supernatural goes beyond natural laws or it defies natural laws and the natural can't understand the supernatural because it's beyond it's above amen so carnality keeps the church from operating properly amen and keeps us from personal growth and this is where where the i believe the um the church i don't want to try to put down the church because you know jesus is the head of the church and he created the church but a church that's not walking in the spirit a church that's not um a supernatural a supernatural church doing a work for the lord we need to grow up that's what's wrong with them it's very simple grow up all of the pettiness must stop get off the milk and get on the meat of the word amen see the word is the only thing that differentiates a, uh, a supernatural church from a carnal church is the word of god um, and faith the faith that we walk in faith amen that we believe what god has said whenever god says something we believe it we receive it and that settles it but uh, a carnal church is always looking for an if and a but so that they can substitute something for something that's easier you know what i'm saying you know not opening up the bible giving you the word out of your bible things like that watered down word you know this is a compromising church and this would differentiate it from a supernatural church supernatural church lives by the word you know thinks the word eats the word wants the word increases with the word grows by the word there's growth by the word and i don't mean in number it can be in number but it seems to me the opposite where carnal churches are big in number supernatural churches are small in number but god saves by many or by few it doesn't matter to him he just wants people whose hearts are after him amen who are following after him and so you know i'm not trying to come down on anybody's church but god wants a church to be a warring church he wants us to go after the devil he wants us to do take authority you know take dominion um pave the way 
for sinners to receive the gospel and he wants us to be a harvesting church where we look out for souls god is interested in souls amen he wants souls saved and so that's the important thing to god he loves us and is he we're important to him but also souls the harvest and the bible says that the harvest is plentiful amen hallelujah so carnality keeps the church from operating properly and keeps us from personal growth carnality will always step in the way and make itself bigger than the things of god amen god has dealt to every man the measure we said that but faith is necessary for personal growth and to the supernatural church it's a must faith must become a lifestyle or walking in faith and if you walk in love you walk in faith if you don't walk in love you can't walk in faith that's why most carnal churches don't walk in faith and don't believe because they don't walk in love amen faith works by love no love no faith amen and so this is this is a a handicap to the church and so the church uh, finds itself not taking care of spiritual business because it's busy trying to solve the problems of people when they refuse to re to forgive because they don't walk in love because nobody told them that your faith works by love amen knowing the love of god receiving the love of god is so important to your personal growth and it's it's important to you getting the work done you know we're to do the works of him that sent us while it is yet day for when you know nighttime comes no man can can work or whatever that scripture says but we have to understand that we must walk in love we must forgive we must do all of these things amen in order to grow personal growth depends on your faith it depends on you walking in love it depends on all of these things amen hallelujah jesus is our example he's always the spiritual church's example amen and so we are to keep the enemy under our feet according to i think that's first corinthians 15 25 if you want to write that down hallelujah praise god so we won't go there but let's go to first peter 2 and some of this stuff you need to just take time and get with the lord and and just read meditate on the word that's another key to being a supernatural church meditating on the word meditating on the word change your heart changes your mind it changes changes your mindset where you can think higher pray more effectively bless more people amen walk in divine health all of these things are so important to a warring church to a church uh without spot or wrinkle this is how we get here walking in love amen hallelujah you can't get there if you don't walk in love hallelujah first peter 2 2 says therefore as a newborn babe desires the pure milk of the word that you may grow thereby so you grow as you get off the milk onto the meat are y'all here hallelujah well let me start at at verse one verse two verse one says therefore 
laying aside all malice and deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and all evil speaking, as newborn babes desire the pure milk of the word, that you may grow thereby. Hallelujah. And so uh, growth comes from being on the meat of the word. You know, God holds our hands and he loves us. And, you know, the goodness of God, let's just start there, leads to salvation. So after salvation, God will hold our hand and show us a good time. Wine and dine us, make things easy. But as we get off the milk and onto the meat, God expects more from us. Amen. He expects us to learn more, to uh, get rid of carnality where we are rooted and grounded in the word of God. When you're rooted and grounded, your heart changes. And you want to do more for God. Your interest is what God is interested in. Souls. The harvest. Salvation. You know, um, you know, going out there. And it doesn't matter, you know, where there's no walls. And you just want to be a fisherman. Amen. Fish for souls. Hallelujah. At least that's what we're supposed to. That's where we're supposed to be. And the supernatural church wants to do exactly what God wants it to do. Amen. So faith is a lifestyle for the supernatural church. It's not an event. It's a lifestyle. Amen. You don't just go and visit that. But that goes with you every day. Church, the church is becoming stronger. Amen. As life goes on. Because we feed on the word daily. Not weekly. Daily. Amen developing uh consistent and persistence so we need to be consistent in the things of god and our faith must be persistent so that we can stand having done all stand and get what we want done here on earth but it takes walking in the spirit being in faith staying in faith developing consistency persistent faith and never giving up that's why people don't give up because they have persistent consistent faith amen but faith that that is an event wait a minute faith that's an event and not a lifestyle gives up amen hallelujah amen well it's quiet in this presbyterian church but that's that's the the ones that give up because the faith is not persistent you're listen your our faith is going to be challenged amen this is how we grow we miss it but we get back out there and we get it right again amen god never says that you're out he keeps allowing us to make corrections repent and get back in the ring and fight until we win amen and so we should not be ashamed of ever not be ashamed of what we go through now don't be ashamed of what the devil puts you through i heard this recently i don't know where but we should never be ashamed of what we're going through because shame is is you find shame you find pride and pride comes before the fall amen and god is good to us we need to be rejoicing amen we need to rejoice in him because god is so good to us you know there's adversity you know with everything but it's like this god never lets us down 
he's always there to bring us through even in the roughest of the rough times god is always there and we need to share this with people we shouldn't walk around like we don't have anything or we don't know what god is doing god is doing amazing things amen he hasn't let anybody down he's never because it could always been worse just look on facebook look at these people they have i don't understand how they go through life without god it's rough but i'm telling you god makes the difference he always makes the difference because he's a good god and he never leaves us defenseless amen so make faith a lifestyle it's a lifestyle to the supernatural church amen and the supernatural church is becoming stronger and stronger daily because we're developing consistency we're developing in our faith we're stretching our faith muscles and flexing our faith muscles to be what god wants us to be amen hallelujah now an example a good example is found in luke 18 let's go there and there's this widow hallelujah luke 18 and this widow uh went to uh let's see what was he i don't know i think he was a judge and she got in his face and she wouldn't leave him alone she she worried him and worried him to get what she wanted and he told her because you worried me so much i'm gonna do what you asked me to do amen luke 18 verse 2 and it says there was a certain city a judge who did not fear god those are important it's, it's underlined in my bible did not fear god nor regard man so in other words he sounds unsaved and kind of like he just didn't care too much about what people thought or how people felt and that's just to set the stage for this this lady it says now there was a widow in that city and she came to him saying get justice for me from my adversary you know it was nobody sick it wasn't a life or death situation she wanted justice amen verse 4 says and he would not for a while uh, but afterwards he said within himself though i do not fear god nor regard man yet because this widow troubles me i will avenge her uh, least by her continual coming she worries me or wearies me in other words she knocked and kept on knocking amen and he was saying i'm not afraid of god but did you read let me go back and see if you got what i got he said in verse four it says and he would not for a while but afterwards he said within himself he said within himself that's a dead giveaway i'm not afraid of god but he allowed the holy spirit to speak to him amen hallelujah and something softened his heart and it sure wasn't satan amen <laughs> hallelujah something softened his heart toward this woman and he says she worried me so much i'm going to answer her plea amen 
And let's go to, let's see, let's go to verse 8. It says, I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Wait, let's go to 7. I jumped over too much. It says, and shall God not avenge his own elect who cry out day and night to him, though he bears long with them? He bears long with those who oppose us. But watch out when he starts to avenge. Amen. Hallelujah. God changes his mind about certain situations because they're just not right. And he, he, he is not allowing the enemy to run ramshot over his people any longer. Amen. That's the time that we're in. I believe that's the time that we're in. Amen. And so now that I do eight, it says, I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he really find faith on the earth? Will he find boldness and confidence to go through the door? Or will he find pride in the church? Will he find boldness, confidence, persistent faith? Or will he find pride compromise you know building a building instead of building people amen you have to build people amen the building of build itself build itself if that's what's supposed to happen but we build people the supernatural church build men (laughs) amen hallelujah so you know it's something to think about if we don't operate, we're not supposed to operate like the world. Do not conform to the world, according to Romans 12, 2. But be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. And when your mind is renewed, you take a step up and you start to act more um, satisfied in God. Amen. You're working for God. You have a relationship with God. Your lifestyle changes where you just want more and more of him. Like the deer pant for water. You hunger and thirst after God. Amen. Those are the people that God are looking for in this end time hour. He's looking for the end time church. And I believe the end time church is a supernatural church that operates in peace, love, and security. The security of the Holy Ghost. Amen. The uh, the end time church is not looking for a natural comforter, but they know the comforter. He's on the inside of them. Amen. So you don't need to be rubbing all over each other. Oh, I'm so sorry. We're not looking for that anymore. That helped when we were babies. But we're off the milk and on the meat. Amen. Hallelujah. And so we don't need that natural comfort so much anymore now in some situations we do but we're not looking for that amen we're looking for the fearlessness of god we're looking for someone to speak life and impart life on the inside of us when we've laid down and we've quit because we think god is not with us we need somebody to tell us to get up step it up get up amen Get up and live for God. There's life inside of you. Hallelujah. Praise God. There's life on the inside of you. So get up. Step up. Amen. And live for the Lord. Do whatever it is that God has called you to do. And do it bold. And do it wild. 
and make some noise when you do it. Amen. <laughs> you don't have to be mealy-mouthed about anything that you do for God. Because we're not tipping around in fear. Amen. But we're bold. You know, uh, God's people are bold as lions. Amen. And we're harmless as doves, but we're bold as lions. And we're strong as lions. Amen. And we're ready to pounce on the devil. Amen. At any, at any point, we are ready to pounce on him. Amen? We have to be this way. We have to develop ourselves in this manner. And coming off of the milk and getting onto the meat, this is what will happen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Like the widow, she troubled him to the point where he said he will avenge her quickly. Amen. Why? Because she wouldn't quit and she wouldn't give up. Amen. She got what she desired. And this is how the warring church uh, must operate. You press in. You don't quit. You don't stop. Amen. And being nice, just that's just kind of out. Not that you're nasty with people, but this lady wasn't nice. If she had been mealy mouthed, she wouldn't have got what she needed. But she continued to seek until she found. She wanted justice against her adversaries. And so does the supernatural church. We won't quit until all God's enemies have been made as footstools. And that's in Matthew eleven twelve. So if you want to write that down, we walk by faith and not by sight. And we walk in the, in the wisdom of the word. Amen. Hallelujah. So the kingdom of God suffers violence. And this is what I look at as kind of a violence. That woman, to me, had a certain violence about her faith. Amen. Because that violent faith does not take no for an answer. Amen. That violent faith stays up in the devil's face until he backs down. Amen. That violent faith stays with God and trusts God, believes God, uh, how can I, empties all of our troubles or our cares, cast our cares upon the Lord. We don't carry around cares. We can't because we carry too much armor. <laughs> we can't carry all of this baggage and armor, too. And so we have to know and understand who we are in Christ Jesus. We know who we are. This widow knew who she was. Amen. And we don't quit. Hallelujah. According to Matthew eleven twelve, the kingdom of God suffers violence and must take it by force, meaning to grab a hold of your faith and don't let it go until you win. Being persistent and wear down the enemy. That's what he's trying to do to us. Amen. He's trying to wear us down. But we have the authority. We have the power. And we have the dominion factor working for us. Amen. We have the dominion factor working for us, given to us by God. And so we use not natural weapons, but we use the weapons of our warfare which are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Amen. They are mighty weapons. These are not just cheesy weapons, but these weapons are mighty to, to God, mighty from God, mighty to the pulling down of strongholds. 
So be careful what we observe. Amen. Be careful of distractions. This is why the devil puts distractions in our life. So that he'll mess us up and throw us off balance. And then all of the time, this is what makes me mad about the devil. He puts a distraction in your life and then he comes through the back door. And he karate chops you when you're not looking because you're distracted. Amen. And this is how he gets so many Christians. He'll distract you so you're not on your game. And then he'll hit you, I hate to say from your blind side, but that's what he does. Amen. And then you don't, and some people get knocked out just from that one, because that first blow is fatal. It's a fatal blow. But I'm telling you, we can be armored so much so in the spirit realm that we don't fall for that. We stay ready. Amen. And our, our armor is always ready. Like David, who ran to the battle. He ran to Goliath. Amen. Who is this uncircumcised Philistine that, who are defying the armies of the living God? And that's how you feel. That comes from up on the inside of you. And you want to just break every, the neck of every demon that attacks the people of God. Hallelujah. You have to fight back. You can't get it sitting down in your rocking chair. Amen. I tried that. It don't work. (laughs) Hallelujah. But we have to be persistent. And we have to resist carnality. Because the more carnality we get hung up in, the harder it is to see what's going on in the spirit realm. Amen. There is war in the heavenlies. We've seen that from people who were up in those airplanes. There's a war going on. And guess what? We're involved. Whether you want to be or not. You're involved. So get your armor. Amen. In fact, your armor never comes off. Hallelujah. This daily putting on your breastplate of righteousness, your helmet of salvation, and got your feet shod with preparation of peace, that don't work for me. I go to sleep with it on. I wake up with it on. I live with it on. Amen. Every day. You have to be ready. You got to be ready. Hallelujah. Because we are victorious in him. These are not just some stuff God is telling us. We are victorious in him. But it's up to us to see what the enemy is doing. We can see through the plots and the plans if we not keep our eyes on carnal things. Amen. Because you can't see what the devil is doing to you when you're entangled in carnality. Amen. We just have to put it down at some point. And nowadays, the end time church, you have to put carnality aside just to live. Amen. Just so your families will be safe. So that your families can be healed. So that your families can be saved. So that your grandchildren will be victorious. This is a mean world. You know, they they okayed the prior administration, already okayed um, Saturday Satan school. Did y'all know that? Check the facts. I've been told, check the facts, and that's what I do. Check the facts. Amen. So Satan school on Saturday, it's just, re, you know, we used to call it detention back in the day. It all, it's always had a negative connotation. 
So now it's Satan school where they're teaching kids to worship Satan. Don't believe it? Check your facts. Amen. And so the, the warring church, we have a lot to wage war on. There's a lot for all of us to do. It's, none of us should be sitting idle doing nothing. There's lots to do. Amen. Lots going on in these end time. So a warring church, a supernatural church is a warring church. Amen. Hallelujah. We have to stay away from negativity. Be careful what we observe because our natural surroundings and circumstances will negatively, if that's a word, affect the outcome of our faith. Could you say that again? Be careful what we observe. In other words, watch what you're listening to. Watch what you're looking at. Watch who you're talking to. Because if you don't, then it will negatively affect the outcome of your prayers. Amen. It will negatively affect the outcome of your walk with God. And so we have to stay ready. Amen. Hallelujah. Surround ourselves with the word of God. Surrounded with people who will tell you when you're wrong. Amen. In a nice way. Amen. And not be your, you know, keep secrets with the devil. That's bad because let me tell you why. Because it will blow up sooner or later. Going to blow up. It always does. You know why? Because God's not going to have that in his church. Amen. And we see that in the natural in government. People are finding out this, some of this stuff that's been, these rumors are true. Amen. And when God, this is the thing, when God starts exposing, he exposes things wide open. And he, and judgment starts in the house of God first. Amen. Hallelujah. Act on your faith and don't deal with negativity. Negativity gives you a, a distorted view of what's really going on. Are y'all here today? I don't know what I'm talking about, but I'm going to keep talking because I know I can feel the anointing in this place. And so negativity, even if it's sweet negativity, you know, there's there's sweet negativity, you know, because it comes across real nice. But it will distort your vision of what God has for you. Amen. I'll put it I'll put it like this. What God has you is always better. Amen. Well, when is it coming? It, it's going to come when you make up your mind to wholly follow the Lord. That's why some things are not in the, you know, for everything there's a time and season. That's why sometimes it's not the season for certain things because we're not ready. Amen. We're not ready. Because we have to have a made up mind. Amen. And, and a ready mind. A mind that's, that's how can I, ready to grab a hold of the things of God. Grab a hold of spiritual things. And not so much gravitate toward the negative influences in the world. Hallelujah. Praise God. Natural surroundings. Watch natural surroundings. Watch your circumstances. Na- negativity, you know. Because it affects the outcome. It gives us a distorted view of what's really going on in our lives. Hallelujah. Act on your faith. You can never go wrong. I don't care how small you think your faith is. 
act on your faith amen and and be a a hearer and a doer of the word not just a hearer only but you know your faith if you are acting on what faith you have there will be a corresponding action to your faith nobody will have to tell you well where's the doing of it you'll you'll do the doing of the word because that faith that strong faith that's on the inside of us will cause your faith to have a corresponding action to whatever you're doing wherever you're doing it i don't care when it is amen you'll do what you need to do because your faith will lead you there your faith will set you free your faith never fails amen faith don't fail because faith is strong hallelujah faith is always there doing the right thing but but do be do be a a doer and a hearer amen let's go to james one a hearer and a doer it's what god's looking for and if you are a hearer of the word you will be a doer because your faith will cause you to do the doing of it y'all got that hallelujah praise god james 1 verse 22 and it says here but be doers of the word not hearers only deceiving yourself so when you are not a doer you deceive yourself why because you're really not faith you in this thing that feels like faith look like faith smell like faith taste like faith but it ain't faith y'all follow me it's something else it's like you're in deep hope but and i've been there don't i've been there you're in deep hope but you're hoping things work out faith knows it's gonna work out (laughs) hallelujah faith moves from hoping to knowing but but don't get me wrong you need hope don't ever lose hope because hope is an extension of your faith but when we never get off that milk onto the meat we stay in hope hoping something will happen and it never does because we don't have the faith that we need to see us through faith listen it's your faith will always work your faith will never fail you it never fails you your faith will set you free your faith will hold you and keep you until until eternity faith never fails it'll never fail you amen but hope there's a thing with hope where if that's what you're in and you think it's safe it'll get discouraged if the the promise is deferred it'll get discouraged at some point but faith never faith is ready to stand into eternity faith never gets tired it never quits and never gives up it don't quit it never gives up it gets up another day brushes feet off and say okay I'm, i'm in it again i thought i was out of this situation (laughs) but i'm in this situation again amen but i'm gonna hang in there to the end because god's not letting me out of it amen so let me get back in there and fight 
Let me war. Amen. Let me wage war on this devil that's trying to keep me from my promise. Let me launch an arrow at him. Amen. Let me fight him and annihilate him, hitting the bullseye. Let me fight. Amen. Hallelujah. We don't quit until all God's, all God's enemies have been made his footstool. In other words, perform the doing of your faith, not forgetting who you are. See, the carnal church don't know who they are because they don't understand that they can get off the milk and get on the meat of the word. So they stay in game playing, role playing, whatever it is. They stay there and they never grow up because they're afraid. Have fear. Amen. Perfect love casts out fear. You get out of fear at some point when you know the love of God. So how do you know the love of God? Relationship. Amen. So when you have that relationship, he instills that and he causes the inside of you to become strong. Be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Not yours, but his might. And when you're coming in the power of the might and the strength of God, you fear no evil. Amen. But you're afraid if you don't know the might and the power and the strength of God. But it's a mind change. It's a mindset that you have to uh, come into. And the only thing that will usher you off the meat and on, off the, the milk and onto the meat is change your mindset. Change who you think you are and become who God says you are. Amen. Hallelujah. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. You're coming in the power of the might of God, not in your own might. See, this is where people get it mixed up. You know, without God, we are nothing. We can do nothing. Amen. But with God's power, coming in the power and in the strength of God, you can do all things. Amen. So there is no stopping you. Amen. There's no stopping you when you come in the power and in the might. You might have to push and and struggle sometimes because adversity will come. But adversity cannot stop faith. It can't stop you. Amen. It may slow you up a little bit, and I don't even think it should slow you up. Amen. You just fight right through it. You fight through the battles. Amen. Hallelujah. So perform the doing of your faith. Amen. But you have to be rooted deeply on the inside of you and refuse to quit believing God. I don't care if you don't see it, because you, the Bible says we walk by faith and not by sight. So you don't have to see anything to believe God. And people are going to think you're crazy. They're going to take you through all them changes if you let them. Or you can just stay secure with who you are on the inside, knowing that God will avenge you at some point. Or whatever it is you need from him. He will make it good because he's that kind of God. Amen. So refuse to quit believing God. The supernatural church believes God and nothing else. You can't say, but, 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 I believe God, but, that's when you know ain't nobody believing God. 
Amen. I used to do that butt stuff until I found out there was no butt. And so I'm just going to believe him. Amen. And, and anything that you can't believe, you take it up with you and God. Take it up with him until you develop that tenacity. Amen. And keep going, which is a way of life. Not an event, but a way of life. You keep going in your faith. Murmuring and complaining, self-pity, defeat, strife is not an option for the supernatural warring church. Not an option because you won't win the war. Amen. Hallelujah. You have to come out of carnality and walk by faith and not by sight. Don't, don't live by how you feel. None of us would get anywhere. If I live by how I feel, I would still be in the bed today. Amen. Hallelujah. But God is with me as a mighty, terrible one. Hallelujah. We learn to work harmoniously in love, in the love of God, with the same mind. God wants us to have a same mind. Amen. One mind. One faith and one mind. One baptism. We are one. And we, and I believe we would see more miracles in the church if we were on, of one mind. Too many people try and do this, try and do that, believe in this, believe in that. The early church all believed the same thing, which people nowadays call a cult. And see, they call it cult because they don't understand it because they're not in the spiritual, on the cutting edge of spiritual things. Are y'all here today? And so when you don't understand, you got to label it. But the, the church, the warring church, the supernatural church that does not fail has one mind because one body, one faith, one baptism. Amen. Hallelujah. So you have to stop all murmuring and complaining. This is why the, the children of Israel did not last through. The children did. The children that was brought up in the wilderness, when they became adults, they made it. But they didn't see. The parents didn't see it. They saw it from afar. They saw Canaan from a mountain. But they didn't enter in. You know why? Murmuring, complaining, angry, mad, not obeying God, always criticizing, not being with the herd, you know, thinking different, allowing the devil to come in and, and blind you and tell you something that is not even scriptural. Listen, when, when we were babies in the word, this is one thing that saved me because I didn't know anything. I come from a religious background. But God taught me always to go to my Bible and judge that word. The Bible is your judger. The Bible is your ruler. Amen. And if the if the, the the going or the saying or the going thing is over here and your Bible is over here, then that's not God. And I learned if God didn't say it, it's a lie. He'll prove it to be a lie. God always proves his words with signs following. Because he's, he's that kind of God. See, he can stand up for himself. All you have to do is hold on and let him prove it. And he will prove it because this is what he does. This is the kind of God we serve. Amen. Hallelujah. And so you have to prove it. God proves his word. We don't, it's not up to us to prove God's word. 
if somebody don't believe it, just give them the word and let that word marinate. Let the Holy Spirit does it, do his work. But it's God's job because it's his word. And he'll prove his word. Amen. And all you have to do is stand back and pray. Not stand back and watch. Stand back and pray. Because these are lives. Lives are on the line. And God is expecting us to come through for our loved ones. Not criticize. Not watch them. And not, you know, all of that stuff. All that negativity. It's not good. Because we are a people of one mind one faith one body amen the church is supposed to be on one accord and this is what gave the early church in the book of acts this is what gave them their momentum this is what gave them their power this is why they went up and turned the city upside down and they saved 3,000 i think 3,000 souls in one day one evening because they were in church all night and so this is what turned that city upside down is because how they thought, their mindset. Because they believed God. They didn't receive negativity. They didn't quit. They didn't stop. They didn't listen to stupid gossip. But they checked the facts. <laughs> hey, that's the going thing. Everybody's saying check the facts. Amen. Check the facts and make sure that your, your checklist is authentic. Amen. Our checklist is the Bible. This is our checklist. That's all we got to go on, and you know what? It's all we need. It's all we need. We don't need anything else. So the church uses time, has to use the time wisely, declaring the word of God as our shield of faith. Amen. Saying, devil, it is written. Jesus is our example. And he said, it is written. It is written, devil. If Jesus did it, we have to do it too. Amen. Go jump off this high tower, you know, because, you know, God will not, won't even cause your feet to stumble. And he says, no, nah, you don't tempt the Lord that God. Whenever, whenever the devil came up to Jesus, turn those stones into loaves of bread. You know, he says, man does not live by bread alone, <laughs> but by the word of God. Amen. In other words, I haven't eaten for 40 days. I can go longer. I don't need food. I need the word. I feed off of the word. (laughs) Amen. And so we have to, Jesus is our example. We have to do the same thing. Do you think we don't have to fight as much as he did? We really have to fight harder. But you know what? He's already caused uh, principalities and powers and rulers of wickedness to be under our feet. We got the victory already. But you have to live according to your victory. Don't live according to a failed system. You'll get it later. Amen. But live according to what God has already promised. To what his word has already said. Amen. Hallelujah. Rejoicing in the Lord. It is written, devil, you know, the, the joy of the Lord is my strength. And I refuse to be angry anymore. And I'm going to be in joy. Hallelujah. Keeping the peace of God that shields our hearts and our minds. And you know, there's a scripture that says, let the peace of God rule in our hearts. And so when the peace of God is ruling in your heart, it protects you. 
it's a shield amen it protects you from anything that's not authentic are y'all here amen so let the peace of god rule in our house in our hearts so philippians 4 uh i think it's 4 4 let's go there and i'm hoping it's the scripture that says rejoice tell you to rejoice now let's see philippians rejoice i say again rejoice is that the right scripture okay philippians 4 4 let's see 4 okay and here it says rejoice in the lord always again i say rejoice let your gentleness be known to all men the lord is at hand in other words ain't nobody think about you (laughs) but the lord is at hand it's not about us it's about him and so it's like this the world does not want to be a part of the church that does not rejoice does not have some kind of joy joy is a merry medicine bible and so we have to continue to rejoice even in tough times now yes you won't feel like rejoicing all the time but when you can rejoice rejoice because when you rejoice it'll bring you through the tough times amen so again i say rejoice the you know the bible has repeated itself and it's there because this is exactly what god wants you to do wants you to rejoice amen let your gentleness be known so rejoicing is a form of gentleness and it draws people joy draws mean well let's just put it like this you can catch more flies if you're looking for bees with joy than you do with that other stuff that carnal amen spiritually speaking people need to see peace the world needs to see peace joy love amen and that's why the supernatural church the warring church walks in love amen walks in love not this false stuff with thanksgiving it says in verse six be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your request be made known unto god and so this widow that approached the judge and she wouldn't let up she knew who she was amen she knew who she was she had i believe she walked in love but right now it was a time for right then it was a time for action so to walk in love don't mean you walk around crazy you know what i'm saying but there's a time there's a time for everything under the sun and there's a time when love will um cause you to do certain things take a stand love causes all that stuff love is in war (laughs) love causes war love wins the war are y'all here it causes great victory and not defeat amen so you have to be where god wants you to be 
do what he wants you to do and get your your heart and your mind fixed. You have to be fixed. Have your heart and your mind fixed. Amen. Fixed on the things of God. Let's keep reading. I think I'm supposed to go further down. And it says, uh, where am I at? In 7. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. So when you rejoice and you have joy, joy brings you into peace. And the peace of God surpasses understanding. We don't understand it. All we know that there is a calm. Amen. There's a calm. You know, if we just got quiet right now and just came before the Lord with a calmness, you'll find peace. Let's try it. Just Let's just be calm. You feel peace? Amen. That's how it works. But you can't get that with everybody fussing and hollering and cussing. (laughs) That don't happen. But when there's peace and a calm, when there's a calm, there's peace. When you walk in love, there's a calmness and a peace that passes all understanding. That's why it passes our understanding. We can't figure that out because it's a God thing. Amen. (laughs) God causes that calm to come. All we have to do is just hold our peace. Hallelujah. And it passes all understanding. And the Bible says that it will guard your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. It will guard your heart and your mind. Hallelujah. That peace of God will guard your heart and your mind. Amen. It causes a spiritual condition to happen in your heart. Amen. Does that make sense? It causes a spiritual situation in your heart. Okay, so let's go to verse 8. It says, finally, my brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, Whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue, and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on those things. In other words, think on those things. Amen? Think of a good report. If you don't have anything else to think about, think on things that are good. Go back to where God last blessed you. That's always a breakthrougher. A breakthrougher. Go back to the last place where you were blessed. Amen. Because sometimes that's all we have to hold on to because things can get so bad in the natural. But in the spirit realm, everything's working fine according to plan. Amen. All we have to do is trust and believe in the almighty God. Hallelujah. Did I finish? Let's go to nine. The things which you learned... And received and heard and saw in me these do. And the God of peace will be with you. Amen. In other words, submit yourself 
to the peace of God. Submit yourself to the, the leading of God. Submit yourself to the love of God, and peace will be with you. And you just, if you write this down, um, what's that scripture? Isaiah 26, 3. And it says, he will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is fixed. Your mind have to be fixed. Some Bible says stayed. But you have to keep it in a position where it's hearing from God. Amen. And not be all over the place. One minute you're in peace, one minute you're worrying, one minute you're angry, one minute you want to fight. But it says he will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed. Have to have a stayed mind, a fixed mind, a ready mind. Amen. A ready mind is always willing and ready to receive from God the things of God. Amen. So whose mind is stayed on him. So rejoice in the Lord. Again, I say rejoice. And be careful for nothing. You know, don't let the the carnality of the world pressure you to doing things, you know, to keep up with the Joneses. Do you and let the Joneses do them. That's really what, that's, that's for us too. Amen. Let's see, what's verse 13? Yeah, let's go down to 13. Let's go to 12. It says, and whether I am abased and I know how to be abound. I know how to be abased. I know how to be abound. That means you know how to survive with little. You know how to survive with much. Some people don't know how to survive with much. They get ugly when they get a little something. There's a Joe Tex put a song out. People show sure act funny when they get a little money. <laughs> Yes, they do, y'all, or something like that. You remember that, Chuck? I know you remember. Amen. And so, you know, <laughs> it's true. But you have to know how to be abased and know how to be abound. Everywhere and in all things, I have learned both to be full and hungry. You know, you can be full and hungry. When Jesus, after he was on that mount for 40 days and 40 nights, and he was fasting. He was full and hungry. That's how he. <laughs> that's how he was able to tell the devil, "It is written. It is written. Get thee behind me, Satan. It is written." He was full and hungry at the same time. See, the devil don't know that kind of stuff. That's why he came messing with him. He said, "Oh, I got him." I've been waiting for him to come down off that mountain, was watching him all the time. He's been up there, you know, talking to somebody, whoever that is. And he says, and I've been waiting on him to get him. And that's what the devil does. But he was full and hungry. Devil wasn't ready for that one. Amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. He wasn't ready for that. So that's why, whether you're a bound or a base, amen. You serve God. You do everything that you're supposed to do, however you are. Amen. When you're hungry, be full. Learn to be full. And when you're full, learn to be hungry. Amen. Because you don't let one, don't, don't flow the same way in your life all the time. Flow with God. And when you flow with him, you'll flow in the right direction. And you'll be ready for the devil whenever he pops up. Amen. And you can hit the bullseye every time. Amen. With your prayers, with your faith, and with your prayers, you hit the bullseye. 
You do it with your faith and with your prayers. That's how, amen, that's the weapon, using the weapons of your warfare. Are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. They're, they're, you're hungry and you're full. You're mighty and you're, you're weak, but you're strong. Are y'all here? Amen. You're weak, but you're strong. But God's grace is sufficient for you and me. Hallelujah. Praise God. God's grace is sufficient for you. Did I read verse 9? Hallelujah. Yeah. So God, the God of peace, will be with you. And it's practice what you have seen. Practice the model life. That's in my footnotes. Practice the model life before you, which is Jesus. Practice the life before you. Don't imitate anybody else. Amen. Don't imitate anybody else. Be Do you, and do you, by doing Jesus, you do you. Amen. Whether I'm a bound or a base, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. The supernatural church is not a, a lukewarm church. It's a warring church. You can't warm and be lukewarm at the same time. Can't do it. When you are a lukewarm church, you are not on fire for God. When you're distracted by the enemy, you cannot. And you preach a watered-down gospel. That's why people preach a watered-down gospel. You're supposed to preach, preach a message that makes people mad. I didn't like that when I didn't know. Say, hmm, she's talking about me. Yes. And, and anybody else that's listening... See, the word of God, the Bible says, is a two-edged sword. Are y'all here? That's why I'm talking about you. That's why, because it's hitting me. I'm talking about me. I'm talking about me. I'm talking about you. But people don't like that conviction. But the, the word of God is a two-edged sword. Amen? And it's supposed to swing both ways. And it's hit, it hits the preacher first, and then it hits you. It's supposed to do that. It's supposed to make you mad. So mad that you repent. So mad that you cry out. So mad that you change your lifestyle. So mad that you get sick and tired of fighting and get kicking against the pricks. <laughs> kicking against the goats. You're supposed to get so mad that you get so tired of kicking against the pricks that you change. Amen. That's why Paul couldn't get rid of that thorn in his side. God left it there for a purpose, to sharpen him, to train him, to teach him, to encourage him, to move him past petty problems and move on into the the deeper things of God. Amen. And I'm telling you, when he was on the road doing the works of him that sent him, he forgot that thorn was there because he was so engulfed in what God had placed in his life and that goal that he set, you know, because Paul had a goal in his life. And at the end, he says, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have, what he said at the end, I have fought the good fight, finished my course. He did what he was supposed to do. 
He did it with thorn, in pits, in jail, in prison, being falsely accused, all of this stuff, being angry, having his friends turn against him, but he never gave up on his faith. His faith saw him through. Your faith will carry you through. Your faith will not fail you because your faith cannot fail you. Faith don't fail. Faith can't fail. Faith is standing. Amen. Faith is standing 40, 50 years. You know why? Because faith is eternal. And it cannot fail. So faith never gives up. Faith hopes for the best. Faith is there for the long haul. Faith never fails. Never fails. Don't ever let people make you give up on your faith. You know, well, it's, it's just going to, this is the way it's going to happen. Okay. But inside, you're saying, God, I'm with you. And I'll never give up. Amen. I will never give up because faith doesn't quit. I got faith. You quit. You don't. But it's not too late. You can get back in in the fight. Never too late. Amen. Never too late to get back in there and fight. But why? Because there's repentance. Amen. So how long will we halter between two opinions? That's in 1 Kings 18, 21, if you want to read that. We don't have time to go into it now. But the watered-down gospel pleases others, doesn't please God. People will tap your basket as long as you're preaching what they want to hear. Amen. Hallelujah. But to the warring church, to the super, supernatural church, they like, we like truth. Even though it hurts, stings, makes us mad, but we come back for more. Amen. You know why? It's because of that, that, uh, end of, what is that? That thing that's on the inside of us that comes from God. I can't remember what it was. From the love of God. Where you know the hope of his calling, amen, that when you know the depth, the length, the height of his love, amen, and you know the hope of his call, you never quit and you never give up. You never, faith never quits. And you can't wear your faith out. You got enough faith to last you and somebody else, give some to somebody else, encourage and speak life. See, faith speaks life to other people when they've given up. You speak life because your faith is an extension of God. It really, it really shouldn't be bottled up like love. You got to keep that, keep it spreading, keep it moving. Okay, hallelujah. We're running out of time. But don't, don't quit. Don't sit on the fence either. Take a stand. You might as well just go sit down somewhere. If you don't take a stand. Amen. Don't be a, a type of person that when you see truth, defend truth. Amen. That's all I'm going to say to that. Defend truth. Amen. Because we're not building churches. We're building souls. We're building people. Amen. Hallelujah. We don't preach for a building and we don't preach for filthy lucre like most not getting caught up in that i used to say hey god what's going on with this (laughs) 
everybody else, you know, they're making big money, big church. But you know what? They're preaching for filthy lucre. Not all of them, but a lot of them preaching for filthy lucre. But we preach for a ready mind. Amen. A ready mind. We're preparing people to go through with God all the way and not stop. We preach for a ready mind because we are soul harvesters. We're a harvesting church. The, the supernatural church is a harvesting. It's a warring church, but it's a harvesting church. Amen. And we don't quit until all God's enemies have been made his footstool. The supernatural church doesn't bow down to the fleshly realm, but walks in the spirit and walks in the, in the love of God. And we daily, not being a visitor, but being a habitator. Amen. Hallelujah. You don't visit uh, the supernatural church. We talked about this yesterday. Should be like the the family of the Ithacar family. Amen. Who were uh, descendants of prophets. And they discerned times and seasons. Let me tell you something. I didn't always have that discernment. But boy, when I got it, it's so important because you don't know what's going on if you can't discern. You got to discern what time it is. Got to discern what season it is. You have to discern when it's time to straighten up because God is getting impatient and there's just no more time to, to, to waste. You can discern all that. You can discern the coming of a move of God. It's like a paradigm shift. Amen. And you'll be able to be right in the middle of it, but you have to learn. You have to learn how to discern prophecy. You know, it's just like it's just something you wear. You know, and you know when it's it's correct, and you know when it's false. But these things have to be learned. And you just can't pick this stuff up. But the children of Ithaca always could um, discern times and seasons. Back in those days, they discerned what time it was by the sun and the moon, and they judged the weather and all of the stuff by looking up. But the sons of Ithacar didn't have to look up. They just went deep in. They, they went deep. <laughs> Amen. And they knew what time it was. Amen. But, but I'm telling you, it's never a waste of time to make God your first, put him first on your agenda. Amen. So the supernatural church, the warring church, knows what time and season it is. Amen. And they're full of the spirit and believe the word only and not believe man, but believe the word of God. Hallelujah. The church that hungers and thirsts after righteousness shall be filled. Amen. And righteousness is contagious just like love. Amen. You can spread it on. Hallelujah. Let's go to Matthew 11. I'm going to close in a minute. Matthew 11. And I just wanted to read that scripture talking about the violence of your faith. The violence of your faith. Matthew 11, verse 12. And it says, And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of God, of heaven suffers violence, and the violence take it by force. Amen? So it's good to have violent faith. That wasn't just made up. You got to have violent faith. 
you know what violent faith is when all and this is important because this is what i what god taught me and it saved me when everything in the natural looks like it's never gonna happen when everything in the natural looks bad and looks bleak violent faith says yeah but i can and i will i will receive what god has for me that's violent faith and you have to take it by force because nobody's gonna give it to you amen so it may not look like you're gonna get that house it may not look like you're gonna get whatever that promotion it may not look like you're gonna get that job but let me tell you something that comes from in here in here because god's already said you can have it amen it's already done but if you hold on and not let the devil and not let circumstances and not let negativity and not let even us because we're our biggest enemy because we go sometimes by how we feel because sometimes we allow others to influence how we feel and distract us but if we will allow god to put us on solid ground then we will make it through and you will see the salvation of the lord amen hallelujah you and you'll do it with your faith with your faith with your heart and with your mouth amen your mouth will make you or break you but the kingdom of God suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. Faith goes the extra mile for the kingdom's sake and wants to see a domain release of a supernatural harvest of God. A domain release of a supernatural harvest of God. Amen? See, faith does all of that. It does all of that and more. Hallelujah. John 4 3, um, John 4 35, if you write that down, it says, Lift up your eyes and look at the fields from where you come from, or something like that. And it says, The harvest is ripe. It's white and it's ripe and ready for the picking. The harvest is ripe. Amen. Where are the laborers? See, the laborers have to be trained. Get off the milk, get on the meat, and be trained amen and be that reaper amen the reaper receive wages and gather fruit into eternal life isn't that what it's all about amen but the sower and the reapers rejoice together hallelujah because they're really caught up that's what amos 9 13 is talking about amen the sower goes out and before he can sow the reaper is coming in with the harvest and they meet up and rejoice amen hallelujah that's what your faith does and i believe this next move of this move of god that we're in came it came by faith faith of the faithful few amen god has faithful few all over this nation he has a faithful few and i thank god for them because do you know God will alert them to pray for you? And they don't even know you, but they'll, just like we do for others, they'll pray for you when you need it. When you don't feel like talking to nobody else to tell somebody what you need. But God knows that he'll raise up intercessors to help you through whatever it is that you're going through. Amen. Hallelujah. 
The church lives to take dominion over all the works of the devil. And we know who we are at all times. David knew who he was. He pounced on Goliath like he was a robot and hit him right. He told him, he said, I'm going to serve your head on a platter. And didn't he do it? <laughs> he hit him right in the, in the forehead with a smooth stone. He says, I don't come with a javelin or sword. I don't have a knife. I don't need all of that. I come in the name of the Lord. Amen. And God has a strategy for you to take down every enemy that you have. He has a strategy. And David's strategy was a small stone. Amen. So it's just like Nola was saying, it's offering time. All you need is a word from God. And it'll save your soul and set you free. And his word was take down that giant with a stone. Amen. A little kid could have done it. He was small. 17 years old all of the men in the army was and including his older brothers were hiding amen hallelujah but the warring church lives by the dominion factor did i mention that we said that okay it's a sovereign control it's it's authority and rule and power and command and jurisdiction and government Amen. Amen. The dominion factor. In other words, you control a certain domain. God has given us authority. Amen. Like with us, this ministry is Detroit, Toledo, Cleveland. And you govern and you rule that jurisdiction. It's yours and it's under your authority. Did y'all know that? Amen. Hallelujah. And so all power is given to the church in heaven and in earth. Let's, let me just read. We're already in Matthew. Let's go to the 28th chapter right quick. I like to give you the scripture so you can go home and meditate on it. You know, that's how you get a changed mind. When your mind is stuck in some kind of fashion, it's because the word of God has to soften it and create a new mindset you know it has to be created and if it can work for me it can work for anybody amen matthew 28 verse 18 and it says here and jesus came and spoke to them saying all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth go therefore and make disciples of all the nations baptizing them in the name of the father and the son and the holy spirit teaching them to observe all things that i have commanded you and lo i am with you always even to the end of the age amen Amen. so what's been given to jesus has been given to us so we've been given power and authority the power and authority has been given over the church amen and it's in the earth it's eternal authority it's the eternal power who would give that up but you know what happens by by sitting on the fence and compromising churches lose their power amen you lose your power with compromise so don't mess with mr in between it's either yes or no 
but Mr. In-Between will cause a great fall. Amen. And the scripture says, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. So the warring church must be full of the Spirit. Amen. The early church in the book of Acts, that's what they had going. They got baptized in the Holy Ghost, spoken other tongues. People from other countries understood their language, but the people, the heathens, thought they were drunk. But they set that city on fire because the, the, the roof... The roof was on fire. <laughs> it was on fire. Wasn't it on fire? <laughs> Amen. It was on fire. Amen. It was really on fire. So the church desires to see the prophetic fulfillment and the wisdom of God. The prophetic fulfillment and the wisdom of God is yours to see if you stay in faith. Don't take no for an answer. Be like that widow that got on the judge's nerves. Keep petitioning God. Don't stop until you get what you want. Amen. If it's in this Bible, you can have it. Because everything in here is yes and amen through Christ Jesus. Amen. So if it's in here, you can have it and it's for you. Amen. And we can be, our church can be like the church church in, of Pentecost. Amen. That's in the, in the, the book of Acts. This church of Pentecost. So for the earth shall be filled with the glory and the knowledge of God as the waters cover the sea. It's a fact. It's a promise. It's a fact. Let me give you the scripture because we don't have time. No, it's in Numbers. Numbers 14, 21. And the earth shall be filled with the glory and the knowledge of God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Father, we bless your word. We thank you for your word. Hallelujah. We bless you and we exalt you, Father God. And we bless you.